you talking about? On the telephone, man. Explain it what to him. What the hell? we know there's a telephone, boy. What the hell thing I'm doing? Losing his mind. And I'm reaping all the benefits. Let's not stand on ceremony here. We have blood to spare. You're like some desperate howling demon. You frightened me. Do it again. People have accidents. Frank, what are you saying? I'm saying people have accidents, that's all. Some motherfuckers are always trying to ice skate our bill. Welcome to Comic-Cons, a geek podcast for the rest of us who are the rest of us, though. Well, people that don't take this shit that seriously, my name's Nick Stevens, I'm your host, but in a way, aren't we all? Welcome to Comic-Cons podcast, a geek podcast for the rest of us. It's a geek podcast for the rest of us, for the rest of us. Oh my goodness gracious good to be here in the garage on the solo tip again but that's okay i uh i love doing this show sometimes you just feel compelled to get in the corner to get into your little war room or your little dark corner or your little closet or garage or you just want to you know spew some stuff you know, you just want to spew some words. You know, we just want to talk shit. You know? God, how about those Oscar nominations, huh? How about, how about those Oscar nominations, you know? I used to watch the Oscars religiously, okay? Because like the other boys that don't play the sports, and we like to talk about the X-Men and the Batman and anything that has nothing to do with the sports, well, I wasn't a Super Bowl guy. So what was my Super Bowl, you might ask? My Super Bowl was the Oscars. And we would have Oscar parties. And my buddies and I would get together and we'd drink and we'd, we'd, we'd make bets. And we'd have like little sheets of like who's going who's gonna to win, you know, best actor, best supporting actor, best screenplay, best movie. And by the time you get to like, you know, sound mixing and all that shit, you're wasted. And when best movie finally comes up, you're like... Oh, bullshit. But the host and all the bits, all the terrible, teleprompted, televised, telemundo, all of it was just a steaming pile of garbage. But we we watched it nonetheless, and I was into it. And then over the years, you just stopped caring. But then what I realized, I realized it's not that I really stopped caring. I still love movies, obviously. But I I lose touch. There's only so many movies I see. You know what I'm saying? Because the baby boy priorities, getting older, jobs, keeping the lights on. But in all truth, seriously, I just, I don't know a lot of these movies that get nominated every year. I think like last year I recognized two. The year before that it was like 1.5 because one of the movies was horrifically decapitated in a horrendous elevator accident from the 1940s. What? Call back. But I just don't get into it. You know what I mean? Um... For example, right? I've heard of most of these, but best picture, Ford versus Ferrari, Christian Bale, Matt Damon, Cars, want to see it, will rent, could have seen it on the big screen, I'm sure it was fantastic. I mean, it's got good people in it, but I just, you know, I just, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't. The Irishman, 
Watched on Netflix. Thought it was great. Little long in the tooth. Little long, but I enjoyed it nonetheless. Best picture. That's pretty impressive. Jojo Rabbit. I hear great things again. Uh, Taiki uh, Watiti, whatever, you, however you pronounce his name. Um, it, I heard it's good, really. For a, for a movie about a kid with an imaginary friend that happens to be Hitler, I think that's the gist, and ScarJo shows up for, for laughs, I'm in. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Joker. Okay, you guys know how I feel about this. It's a one-and-done guy, but it was beautifully shot. It was well-made. I'm in. And the fact that it could get Best Picture is, well, for comic books of all man the kind... That's an impressive feat. Uh, Little Women. Haven't they remade this motherfucker like a million times? Little Women. Wasn't Winona Ryder in this? Wasn't Shirley MacLaine in this? Wasn't Nicole Kidman? I don't know. Maybe I'm just making shit up. Little Women. Interesting. Sorry, Greta Gerwig. Don't give a fuck. Uh, marriage Story. Look, guys, my wife and I tried to watch this, okay? Because, again, Adam Driver, Scar Joe, we like the actors. We like it. They got it a juice. We want to watch them. And maybe you got to go through something like that to kind of really appreciate the gravitas of it all, the weight of it all. But, man, I just wasn't buying it. And I don't even mind watching people be miserable. I know I say I hate watching pe- miserable people on screen. and I need to have a little bit of joy in my life, which is all very true. You got to have some joy with the grit or some levity with the downtrodden depression however we just couldn't get into it i just was i just wasn't buying it you know um and they're great actors and like it wasn't like it was bad per se what is going on what is this what okay we just got to freeze for some reason all right we're good hank hank you there can you can you fix the court fair enough uh we have 1917 i've heard it's good I've heard it's good. I've heard it's well shot. Uncle Rico himself said he loved it, although he got a matinee. He said there was a lot of old fogies in there, and they were all talking during the uh, during the exposition and the uh, juxtaposition and the, uh, you know, <clears throat> all of it. And, uh, you know, whatever. I want to see it. I have a feeling though, these are going to be rentals. All of these are going to be rentals. Uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, I saw it, and I fucking loved it. Okay? I loved it. I fucking loved Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh, Parasite. I've heard good things again. Bonjour. I just made him sound French and he's Korean. Bonjour. You know that that French Korean guy. Uh, I think it's like a comedy slash thriller, crime thriller comedy. But I think that guy did. Um, I think he did the host. That Korean movie with the fucking um creature in the sewer and like the girl befriends it. Shit. I don't know. It was fucking phenomenal. If that's the wrong director, then I'm ignorant. And I don't know my Bon Junes from my Heart of Deseo Junes. <laughs> Best director, the Irishman, Martin Scorsese. Martin Scorsese. Scorsese. Uh, Joker, Todd Filipski, 1917. Sam Mandesky, Once Upon Times in Hollywoodskis, Quentin Tarantanskis, and of course, Parasite. Bon Joon Ho, I was right. But hmm. <laughs> You get him right, you get him wrong. Best actor, Antonio Banderas. Antonio Banderas for Pain and Glory. Never heard of it, but happy that he would get a uh, recommendation or not. I don't think he's won anything before, not, at least not to my knowledge. Um, although, did he get nominated for Philadelphia? I feel like he got like a best supporting. I don't know, could be wrong. Leonardo DiCaprio, my man, best actor. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. You know, he was phenomenal in that movie. I thought he was great. And as a fellow drunk, 
I empathized with Rick Dalton's drunk character, very much so. Um, it'd be good to see him get it again, but he got it for Revenant not too long ago, so, you know, it's okay if he doesn't get it, although he was good. I liked it. Um, Adam Driver, Marriage Story. Again, I'm just not, I'm just not, I'm just not, okay, whatever. Joaquin Phoenix, The Joker. Okay, again, The Joker. We all know how I feel about it. It's a one and a done. But if he wins, he should, I mean, he should win. He was phenomenal in that movie. I mean, I don't know how he stacks up against the rest of these guys, but uh, like Jonathan Price and the two popes. Again, a movie about two popes. Does a pope shit in his hat? I don't think he does, and I don't think anybody appreciates you saying that. Hank, what? Not you, Hank, from, you know, Breaking Bad, you know? Uh, best actress, Cynthia Erivo. Harriet, heard it's good. Just realized it's about Harriet Tubman. Just realized that the other day. It's about Harriet Tubman. Once again, ignorance on my part. Um, Scarlett Johansson for Marriage Story. So this is kind of cool. She's been nominated twice. ScarJo got Marriage Story for Best Actress, right? Where she has a short haircut and looks perplexed half the movie, at least the half that we saw. And then she got um, Best Supporting Actress for Jojo Rabbit. So that's kind of cool. I don't know if that happens a lot, but good for her. You know, not only do I love ScarJo for, for Black Widow and what she gave us in the Marvel movies, but I've always just liked her, you know? And I feel like she never really got enough credit where credit was due. And like they, she didn't get the roles that she probably deserved, you know? I mean, I guess that could be the same said for almost anybody. But then she like comes out of the woodwork and then there she is. And she, I think she's really kind of coming to her own. She's like a full-fledged actress, you know? And, uh, and I like her. And I like that she does weird shit too, you know? People forget she did the spirit, for Christ's sake. You know, that Frank Miller movie, the, the Sin City-esque movie. Say what you will about it, but it took chances and it was kind of risque and she was like in a full-fledged like uh, Gestapo, S&M kind of get up. And that took, that took balls, you know, she took a risk. And then she was going to do this transgender role where she played a transgender person. But then people in the, in the LGBTQ, you see me, hashtag me also, were like, hey, what the fuck, you're a woman, you can't do that. You're supposed to grow a penis and then play the transgender. Oh, my bad. Charlize Theron in Bombshell. Bombshell's probably another movie I'm going to rent. I'm probably going to rent Bombshell, The Lighthouse, and 1917 all in the same day when I actually get like a day to like unwind and like watch movies all day. It'll have to be like a random, random, random day when that happens. It'll probably end up being like a random Tuesday when, when little Zeph goes to the in-laws with my wife or something for a few hours and then I'm just kind of sitting here puttering around the house you know I'm supposed to be doing chores or something like that or some some errands for my wife but I end up like just peeing in bottles and growing my fingernails like Howard Hughes and I'm going mad you know you still haven't accounted for the Bruce Moose it's called the Hercules you motherfucker I love it when Alec Baldwin blows the smoke of a cigarette through the keyhole in Aviator I fucking love that movie I'm not even going to read the rest of the names on here. I'm sorry. That's kind of disrespectful for the best actresses, but I just, I don't even know them. Renee Zellweger and Judy. Oh, is that the Judy Garland movie? She was in that? Fuck me. I haven't seen any of these movies. Tom Hanks, A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Never seen it. Again, I didn't even realize he wasn't the main character, but he's got best supporting actor, which tells me, I guess he's not the main, the main, uh, you know, the head honcho. Uh, Anthony Hopkins, Two Popes. Okay. Al Pacino, The Irishman. All right. Best supporting. Interesting. Um... Joe Pesci also. So two guys, same movie. Interesting. That's kind of cool. Brad Pitt, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. 
Um, I can't I can't recall if Brad Pitt got anything before. He's been in a lot of good shit. Brad Pitt to me is not even necessarily a great actor per se. Like he's a good actor, but he, he just kind of shows up in things and you just like him. He's kind of like a Kurt Russell. Like he's a movie star. He shows up in things and he's just believable and, and you like him. So I guess by that definition, he's a good actor because you kind of, when you look at him, you go, oh, that's Brad Pitt. The same way you look at Kurt Russell, oh, it's Kurt Russell. But they're in the movie like, like he was that stuntman. Like he was that guy. And Kurt Russell was stuntman Mike, you know? And Kurt Russell was Ego, the Living Planet. Just watch that again tonight. So good. Oh, Margot Robbie also got it. Look, so there's a lot of movies that have been nominated. And uh, I think I might pay attention this year. I think I'm going to try to get caught up and watch some of these contenders. I do want to see The Lighthouse. Um, Willem Dafoe didn't get any love this year, which is kind of sad, but whatever. Um, <laughs> and Robert Pattinson is in it too. And I kind of want to, I need to brush up on some Pattinson, you know, because he's going he's gonna to be, be playing our boy in like a year. I mean, they started filming and, and the pictures are cropping up all over the Instas. And I've been trying to avoid them. You know, I've been trying to avoid these hazy thumbnail-esque PersianKitty.com glimpses into our future, you know, so we don't get our bat cocks all hard and start jizzing all over the fucking mixing board. <clears throat> Speaking of jizzing all over the mixing board, how about that Morbius trailer, huh? Morbius the Living Vampire. My friend asked me if he will. He was like, what is Morbius? Is he like a, is he a, what is he, like a bat? Is he a man bat or like a bat creature? Is he half bat? Is he a vampire? And I said, he's a living vampire. <laughs> I said it all smug and leaned back in my chair. He's the living vampire. <laughs> like, what does that even mean? I don't even know. Aren't they all living vampires? That's what James Schuler said. James, I'm sorry. I don't know. You're right. By the way, Shout out where shout outs do. James Schuler. I got to give you credit where credit's due, and I got to give you credit to you proper. I gave you a shout out, I think, a few episodes back, but James Schuler, he acquired some new, uh, some, some new, some new beat making technology. James Schuler, for some of you that don't know, was actually, uh, he actually played drums in one iteration of a band that I played in. That's how he and I first met many a moon ago. And, uh, you know, he's also another musician, and he and I collaborated before, but we collaborated again recently when he added his beats and his mixes and his juju to our intro. At the very tail end of my, my clippage, you can hear the... Before I come in with my the aforementioned welcome to Kamikazes, and then, of course, he did our outro as well, which I, I thoroughly enjoy. And I try to change the theme song every year. It's just kind of a shtick. There's no real rhyme or reason behind it. It's just shtick. And uh, you got a chord. You play three of them. You know, you don't repeat the second one. Then you go. You got to go. You got to go. You grab two bags. You pack them full. You take them up the street. You, you pay the prostitute before the hand job. Um, and that's, you know, that's how the West was won. <clears throat> what? But this Morbius trailer. Morbius, man. I don't know a lot about him. I remember seeing him in the animated Spider-Man cartoon back in the day. And I remember, uh, I thought he was a villain, but I'm pretty sure he like he's teamed up with Spider-Man before against the, the common foe, so to speak, like they always do. But Sean Lemley, renowned Spider-Man fan, would be able to weigh in on this. And would probably email us at Comic-Con's podcast at jubile.com if I said anything even further that would be uh, desecrating uh, on this character's origin. 
Um, but he, yeah, he's a scientist. Uh, he's got a weird blood disease. And then he does some shit in a fucking lab and shit goes south. And Jared Leto stars in this movie. And I'm like, oh, okay, Jared Leto, you know? Jared Leto. Jared Leto. I, uh, I'm a huge Jared Leto fan. I think my, my, for my money, Jared Leto's best work would probably be when he's getting his face beaten to a pulp and Ed Norton's like, I wanted to destroy something beautiful in pulp fiction. Did I just say pulp fiction? I meant to say fight club. Hmm. See what I did there? I said beating his face to a pulp and I said pulp fiction and I could edit that out so no one will be the wiser, but I'm going to leave it in because I'm human. I'm flawed. I'm 70% water and I'm about 60% sin. Do the math. I don't really like Jared Leto. Although, let me take it back here. Retraction. Dallas Buyers Club. If you haven't seen it, rent it. It's, it's pretty phenomenal. And it's pretty phenomenal because not only does it tell a heart-wrenching true story, um, well, it's kind of, it's a little Hollywooded up because the main guy wasn't really, all he was cracked up to be in the movie from what I read afterwards. I mean, he was kind of a scumbag. But at the same time, whatever. It's, it's heart-wrenching because some bad, some sad shit happens and, you know, it's it's human trials and tribulations and the testament of, of faith and hope in, in a situation that's dire, but it's not like they're fucking firemen on 9-11. You know what I'm saying? Let's not get it, let's not get it twisted. I mean, I'm kind of losing my way here. But Leto is in that and he did, he gives a phenomenal performance. He even got a um, an award for it, actually. So, um, so that's, that's that, you know. But I don't hate Leto. You know, I didn't like his Joker, but so what? He did a take on it and it was his thing. You know what I'm saying? Um, But I want to see this movie. I think he looks phenomenal in the makeup. And even if he's overacting and doing his Lido thing with the long hair, don't care, you know, with my hair back and forth, I'm still going to watch it because it's about a scientist that fucks some shit up in a lab and turns into a creature. I'm in. Not to mention we see a little peek of Michael Keaton in the trailer, which links it to the Spider-Verse, the Spider-Man verse, and people are saying this could link it to, you know, Far From Home or Homecoming, whatever the fuck, and uh, bring it into the MCU. I'm in. Bring it. Or, or, hey, 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 or just do a Morbius, Venom, Sinister Six universe. You know what I mean? I'm down with that too. But you introduced Adrian Toomes, played by Michael Keaton, and so look, I'll, I'll, I'll pay any amount of money to see Michael Keaton. You know what I'm saying? I love Michael Keaton. I fucking, I fucking, I fucking love Michael Keaton. And uh, it's just one of those things, okay? It's just one of those things. And uh, say what you will about Jared Leto. You know, I mean, my so-called life, okay? My so-called life. And I don't like his band, you know, and I once heard a rumor that he choked out Elijah Wood because Elijah Wood said something about his band and they were like at some award ceremony. And that's kind of cool. I mean, is it pompous? If it's if it's true, it's it's so pompous and <laughs> so arrogant. You don't like my band, I'm going to choke you out. But it's also kind of badass. Oh, you don't like my band, I'm going to choke you out. But because it's Elijah Wood and I like Elijah Wood, but envisioning him getting choked out, you know, it's kind of cool. It's kind of fun. But yeah, 30 Seconds of Mars, who gives a fuck? That being said, he's got pipes. Like, you can't take that away. Look, okay, if you don't believe me, what is that? What was that song? What was that one song? Like, the really popular one. The Kill? Was it The Kill or something? Yeah, The Kill. And it was like, he did like a like an acoustic version? or No, I think it was like, 
it was just him and he like he fucking kills it like he does like like uh he gets the whole audience like sing along with him oh where is it i'm looking for it right now there's so many of them of course there's so many of them i mean of course you hear the crowd Okay, not impressed, right? Okay. I can't do that. This is not the one. And now I'm like determined to find it because you guys don't believe me. What? Here it is. This is the jam. Okay. We got to start it over. Here it is. Here it is. Ready? He's going to crush it. God damn it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lose it and then whatever. We could be here all night looking for this thing. And they were like, God, he spent that whole podcast just looking through videos of Jared Leto singing The Kill. Fucking 30 Second Mars videos. Well, look, speaking of vocals and 30 Seconds to Mars, how about 30 Seconds to Coming in My Pants? Okay? Because everybody knows that I love Quantum Leap. Okay? And I saw this thing on the internet. And you know what? All you naysayers can shut the fuck up right now, okay? I know it's a rumor. I know nothing's set in stone. But the fact that this is even a a conversation, okay? As we know, maybe some of you don't know, but Saved by the Bell came back, okay? There's been a resurgence. I guess the Full House resurgence took off. And I'll say, you know, say what you will about Full House. Kind of a cool idea. It's kind of a cool idea, at least in my opinion, where a show like that can happen decades ago and then come back, you know, full force on something like Netflix where the kids are older and then they have families. And it's kind of like a rite of passage thing. And it's like real time because everybody's older and like everybody came back like Jesse, even Bob Saget, you know, and he, he, he came back and didn't drop any pussy jokes and uh, even cut it out. Like everybody came back. You know what I mean? And that's kind of cool to me. I like that. You know, it's nostalgic. And it's cool that a new generation can appreciate it. And I don't even like Full House. Fuck it, whatever. But I appreciate that it's back. And I also kind of like that the Olsen twins refused to come back. But every chance they took to kind of take a dig, make it, <laughs> to make a joke about them, they did. They just full service. Um, okay, so I did watch a few episodes, obviously. And, uh, you know, so Punky Brewster's coming back. Saved by the Bell's coming back. And now, now, now... Quantum Leap. Scott Bakula himself and perhaps even Dean Stockwell, the octogenarian that he is, may return to the small screen in the form of the streaming service 
Peacock. That's right. NBC has a streaming service and better believe it, kids. You're all going to get rid of that cable bill and everybody's going to have like 20 different streaming services. I've been saying it time and time and time again. But guess what? I mean, it's still going to be cheaper. You know, it's still going to be cheaper. Seriously. And at least this way, nobody has to knock on your door and try to spend 45 minutes banging your wife and setting up your cable in the corner while you're trying to masturbate to Playboy through the squigglies. Nostalgia. I'm just saying. The fact that this is even a conversation, and that's what they said, the execs and whatever, whatever their name is, the new people at NBC, they were talking about bringing this back because they've had such a push for older content from a newer generation, from the millennial generation, oddly enough. I don't know if it's just because of YouTube, maybe. You know, everything, they, I heard once before when I was like in high school or maybe even after high school that I think it was a teacher I had. Yeah, you live long enough to see the generations, you know, the younger generations come up and you live long enough to see fashion styles and music repeat itself, sometimes even two to three times in a lifetime. And I thought to myself at first when I was like 17 or 18, I was like, yeah, whatever, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I don't know what I was doing and he, as, you know, I think I was like 18 when I graduated. It'd be funny if I was like 25. I'm like, yeah, when I was 25 in my senior year. If I went into a high school today, you know, I'm saying I shave and I comb my hair. If I walked into a high school, like right now, like not, no, not now, but like today and then 2020, I probably wouldn't get kicked out right away. Anyway, Quantum Leap would be fantastic. I say bring it back. And, you know, he can only travel within his lifetime, but we could do, we could do stories from the, from the 80s and 90s, which were not done before, because, you know, the 80s was present day for him then. And uh, if Dean Stockwell doesn't want to come back, fine. You get a new hologram. I'm sorry, Dean, but you just get a new one. Scott Bakula is all we need. Of course, it would be great to have Al, but I'm just saying if we got to do it, and if we do it, we keep the theme song. If we don't keep the theme song, well, you're gonna have to cover me in guacamole and scrape me off the bottom of an egg roll because I don't want to be around for anything less. Okay. Oh, Pearl Jam's album's coming out <laughs> March 27th, and it's called Gigaton. All right. Now that's cool. That's just fucking cool. All right. First album in like seven years. I like the title. If you don't know what it is, you Google. But it's cool. The cover art looks cool. It's like polarized caps melting. It's very depressing, but just cool. Cool. The name of the first single sounds cool too. Dance of the Clairvoyance. I'm in. Dance of the Clairvoyance? Come on. Um, yeah, they're getting older. And yeah, some people don't like their later albums. Guess what? I actually like later Pearl Jam as opposed to early Pearl Jam. I'm that guy. Uh, I, I mean, 10 is a phenomenal album, sure. But it's Sun 90s. And I was in a different place, and I was very young when it came out. So I kind of grew up with the band as they kind of got towards the middle records, like 96 No Code, 98 Yield, uh, 2000 Binaural. If you don't know these albums, you Google, you Spotify, you YouTube skis. They're so good, so good. And I think that's when they sounded the best, the middle years. But uh, even the later shit, like I'm, I'm going to be there, all right? I already pre-ordered the album on vinyl and CD, and uh, I already uh, put in for the uh, pre-order for the tickets. You know, because I'm in the fan club. Yes, I'm in a fan club. And I haven't seen them in years. I actually like opted out last couple of years they played. And they were doing like these bigger, like full-fledged tours at like festivals and stuff. And I just opted out. And uh, 
I don't know. But that's, that's exciting to me. Um, shit, let's talk about some shit that I actually really, really, really care about. And when I say really, really care about, I mean the world I see, you know? Like I'm at the platform at the train station today and it's kind of gloomy out and there's a big, you know, black billowing curtain like hanging over like a scaffolding of a, of a building that's being, you know, remodeled from the outside in, you know? And I see one glance of that and I just see a bat cape flowing in the wind, not a scaffolding cover, you know, not a construction site. I see Gotham City in my mind. You know, that's the world I live in, you know? I'm in a meeting, boss is talking about some shit uh, with some other bosses because I, I, I have meetings with bosses who have bosses and their bosses have bosses, you know? And I just envision Ed 209 coming in and going, you have 10 seconds to comply. Who's the button? Who's got the button? You know, that's what I picture. That's what I envision. That's the world I live in. I'm walking down the halls, you know, and I'm going to the bathroom. I'm listening to my podcasts. It's plural, not my podcast. I said podcast, plural, Mark Marin, Kevin Smith, what have you. All right, sometimes I listen to my own podcast. That's true. But only because I want to get like a feel for how it sounded after I've edited it. All right, sometimes I listen to it when Monomoto's on because he's so goddamn funny that it tickles me silly. Just to, it, it, would, it would be foolish to not re-listen to it. Anyway, I'm walking down the hallways. People are opening doors. Oh, excuse me, whatever, you know, out of bathrooms, going down hallways, stairwells, whatever. Just to kind of stretch the legs, get away from the desk, the cube, the office space. Break away for a minute or two or three or ten. And I just envision like the wall, psh, the door, psh, psh, like Star Trek Enterprise, psh, everybody, bones to the bridge. I, all of that. That's what I envi- That's the world I live in. That's what I envision. Quest. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just what I see. You know what I mean? Uh, a stapler and a, and a tape uh, dispenser on my desk. Okay. I look at them and I go, what if like they're like, what if the stapler was like a spaceship and it was like kind of moving at this angle or like what if this tape dispenser, like if you turned it upside down, it would kind of look like the thing that from Tron, you know, at the end of Tron. With the, and not the old Tron, like the new Tron, you know. I don't really remember the old Tron. It's on Disney Plus. I need to rewatch it. Um, that's the world I live in. That's the world I want to live. That's the shit that I care about. And I'm like, this job is 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 is, is great in a lot of ways in the sense that it, it's, it pays really well. I've been able to, to keep the lipes on, the lipes, the lipes, the lipes, the L-I-P-E-S lipes, the lipes. There are these little squid-like creatures and they're effort, they're evanescent um, or they're effervescent and they, uh, they give off some sort of um, energy that, uh, you know, they, uh, you know, keep the, um, um, they illuminate the house, um, the lipes. Yeah. So I'm able to keep the lights on and keep the, the bills paid and keep food in the in in the house and put a roof over the head of my my beautiful wife and my beautiful baby boy who's not so much a baby anymore because he's grown into a full-grown man and we transitioned him into a full bed it's a batmobile car bed no big deal he loves it and i love it but this job has enabled me to do a lot of things right and they give me a day off every other thursday because i'm working like nine hour days now so i get a day off every other thursday sometimes i get to telework so there's a lot of benefits right but there's so much bullshit. There's so much bullshit. I have to seriously ask myself sometimes, do I feel lucky? I just, I have to, you know? And I have to wonder, like, what the fuck am I doing sometimes, you know? And uh, 
I mean, just today, I had one of those days today where like every single person I talked to annoyed the living shit out of me. (laughs) And it's not because like, oh, you're doing something this way and I'm getting irked because, oh, I'm just being told something that I don't want to hear and therefore I'm reacting. No, I mean, I can take, I can take it. You know what I'm saying? I'm a recovering alcoholic. There's a lot I can take. You know what I'm saying? Um, But what I can't abide by is like a constant reactionary, emotional, insecure, anxiety riddled, just this like, I feel like sometimes I'm, 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 I'm working for people that, I don't know. It's like you, you leave a name off an email or you, you forget to fucking, I don't know, you put somebody on a spreadsheet wrong or something like that. And all of a sudden people are asking, acting like fucking like, oh, well, that's it. You better fire this person. And I'm, and I'm responsible for some people. I'll let, I'll let you guys in on a secret. I'm responsible for some people. You know, I got responsibilities, you know, and I got bills to pay, but I got, I got responsibilities outside of that, you know, and I got to speak for people and I got to be held accountable and all of that. But at what cost? Sometimes I'm like, what the, why? Why does it fucking matter? You know, like, what are we doing? And I don't know if I'm becoming disillusioned because I'm getting older, but, you know, I'm working at the moon base here, you know? And I thought working at the moon base, I thought working at a moon base was going to have like a a significant, I don't know, an impact on like my purpose. You know what my purpose is? I'll tell you what my goddamn purpose is. My purpose is being a fucking dad and a husband, but a dad. Like when we had Zeph, that's where I feel like I finally discovered my purpose, you know? And as I'm getting older, I'm starting to realize this other shit doesn't fucking matter. It kind of happened when my sister passed away and then it kind of happened as I got sober and you start seeing things and, and you're walking on this cloud and you're like, you're so grateful for everything and everything's beautiful and all the world is giving you flowers. But life still happens, you know, and you still have to acknowledge that sometimes. But then as, you, as life happens, you're like, I want to be grateful and I, need, and I need to be cognizant of that. I need to practice gratitude. But at the same time, at what cost? Sometimes I want to walk up to these idiots and I want to say, I don't care. Excuse me, what'd you say? I don't care. Well, Nick, that's just unacceptable because what we have here is a failure to, I don't give a fuck. What'd you just say? I said, I don't give a fuck. Because you know something? It's not that deep. It's never been that deep. And guess what? It's never going to be that deep. That being said, here are some rumors. <laughs> and we'll wrap things up, I promise. This is a weird one, kids. What can I say? I just I felt compelled. I felt compelled to talk. Shit. Uh, I've got a few things here. So Christian Bale's been rumored to appear in Thor, Love and Thunder. And I'm loving it. I'm loving it. And Jennifer Love Hewitt, just kidding. Jesus Christ, am I having a stroke? Jennifer Lawrence is also being rumored to play Enchantress. You Google... Pretty solid casting choice. We don't know anything about Christian Bale. Some people are saying he's going to play uh, Better Ray Bill. 
I'm into it, whatever. I kind of hope he plays a villain. It'd be kind of cool to see him as a villain in Thor. It'd be kind of neat. Um, either way, I don't care if it's motion capture. I don't care if he's doing a voice. I just, I love Christian Bale. He can do anything. And Jennifer Lawrence, sure, why not? I think that'd be good casting. Why not? Uh, we got, uh, oh, another rumor. Teen Titans season three. It's already in development. I think they might even started doing some pre-production. Uh, but it's being rumored that Lex Luthor and Oracle alongside Roy, and that's Green Arrow's sidekick, uh, have been already secretly cast for Titans season three. Okay, Oracle, great. But why can't I get Batgirl? Why can't you give me the Batgirl? Everybody knows I fucking love Batgirl. Lex Luthor would be cool, obviously. Uh, he was referenced in season two with uh, Superboy. So, you know, but people are excited. They're like, yeah, party time. Please do this better this season. People are just always unhappy with the seasons. There's always there's always one guy. I like season two of Titans, but I just didn't like how they killed off Wonder Girl. But, you know, hopefully they bring her back. That's not a big deal. It's just, I don't know why I saved this. Some of these I don't. I go on Instagram and I save certain posts. I'm like, oh, I want to talk about that on the podcast. But then I'm like, oh, shit, I didn't mean to send. There's a random picture in here of Alexandra Daddario. Maybe I just saved it to, for some research later. I don't know, but it's saved. It was on my Instagram. God damn. Alexander Daria. Oh, side note. When did Selma Hayek's tits get so fucking big? Like, they're fucking huge. And, and anybody see the Golden Globes? Good God. Her tits. They're so huge. Anyway. Uh, what else we got here? Oh, Blue Beetle series in development at HBO Max. Okay, okay, I like it, I like it. I'm not sure if I'm still gonna get it, but hey, Green Lantern and Blue Beetle, you're enticing. Oh, Star Wars rumors for you Star Wars fanatics out there. The next saga is rumored to be set during the High Republic era, which takes place 400 years before the Skywalker saga. So another prequel series of sorts, huh? Eh, I don't really give a fuck. But hey, whatever. I'll be there. And if you give it to John Favreau, why not? That motherfucker is killing it. Killing it. Shout out to Kobayashi Jedi, by the way, and his boy uh, at uh, Vegas Ramblers. I just listened to, listened to their last episode and all of their Star Wars talk and all of their assessments, I 100% wholeheartedly agree. I mean, The Mandalorian was is fantastic. It's fantastic. Um, and by the way... Uh, Babe, I fucking love you. And I fucking love your fantasy of Obi-Wan and, and, and any kind of any kind of mixed martial arts combat with a potential T eight hundred. Uh, you know, anytime just fucking give it to me. You know what I'm saying? Throw Robocop and Terminator into Star Wars already. You know what I mean? And I want to see this illustration you were talking about. And I wanna see I wanna see this pan out. You know, you have you have some vision, my son, my friend, you know. And by the way, I just want to meet you one day in person, you know, like maybe if we go out to Vegas one time, we could fucking catch up. Or if you come out here to the East Coast, you know, vice versa, whatever. Mi casa, su casa. We park the cars in the same garage. All of that. You know what I mean? Um, so shout out to Vegas Ramblers. If you guys haven't listened to that, it's on every platform where podcasts are available. And they're friends of the show and they're great people. And uh, yeah, shout out to you guys. I just... Mm. I love it. I can't talk about Star Wars and not think about you guys. You know what I'm saying? Or Star Trek for that matter. So um, what else I got here? Oh, Marvel has reportedly got the movie rights for Hulk and Namor. Namor? 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 Namor. Uh, don't really give a fuck either way. Here's why. I love the Hulk, 
But I think he works better in other people's movies. You know, he doesn't really need his own movie per se, in my opinion, in my humble opinion. And Namor, sure, whatever. But again, make him the villain or the would-be villain in Black Panther 2 or drop him in Fantastic Four, whatever you got to do. I don't know if we need him. I don't, we don't really need him to have his own movie. But, you know, um, it's still exciting if they got the rights because they can do whatever they want with the characters. I guess that's really, the, that's the full-fledged takeaway. So we should just be happy with that. Uh, Hawkeye series has been delayed indefinitely. That's kind of a bummer for all you Jeremy Renner fans. Oh, wow. Um, since when did Jeremy Renner become like this pop star guy? Like he decided to do like a, like a Chris Cornell, like scream type album. And that's not blasphemy. If anybody knows that's that what album I'm talking about, that was horrendous. Chris Cornell did a pop album early to mid 2000s before Audio Slave or some shit, and it was awful. Rest in peace. But I'm just saying, it was fucking awful. And that's what it reminds me of. Anytime you get a random, a random white guy that doesn't seem poppy, tries to come in and do like rock pop, it's uh, it's bad. It's really bad. I mean, it's no 30 seconds of Mars. <laughs> <laughs> eh, the price of it uh what else we got new set photo reveals a portion of the falcon and the winter soldier will take place in madripoor i think i already talked about that in one episode that's also exciting uh let's see here batman noel according to new rumors matt reeves batsuit will take inspiration from lee beremajos batman noel design never read it but i've seen it i know the reference hey I'm good with it. It's a little too SNM for my taste, but hey, I'm good with it. I actually like what I saw today. Apparently, there was a leak of some album, uh, album, Batman costume art concept, concept art uh, for Robert Pattinson to wear, like a sleeve, basically, or like a, like a template. And um, some people are saying it's more Arkham Asylum. Uh, James Stewart was like, it's too petite. I like that bulky Batman. But James Powell said the same fucking thing, ironically. Uh, they like that fucking bail Batman, that tumbler. Right? You know what I'm saying? I like that fucking Michael Keaton medium build. I like that guy. But we'll see. Oh, new information means we may yet see. Oh, new rumors. I'll see. Some of these are I'm translated from another language. So it's like new information means we may yet see uh, Keanu Reeves as Darth Raven in Star Wars Knights of Old Republic movie. Okay. Keanu Reeves in a Star Wars movie. Sign me the fuck up. Take my money. All you got to do is throw Kurt Russell and Bruce Dern in the mix and you can fucking take my kid's money too. That's right. His money. His future lunch money. Um, Emma Stone is in talks to play Agent Brand with S.W.O.R.D. in the MCU via WandaVision. Okay. I love me some Emma Stone. And I love me some Agent Brand from S.W.O.R.D. Now, I don't know a lot about the comic books in the depths. But I read a lot of X-Men. Astonishing X-Men, the run by Joss Whedon, it was fucking phenomenal. Okay, it's probably my favorite run of X-Men ever fucking written. Check it out. Astonishing X-Men, I think it was like volumes one through four. Good God. And they introduced S.W.O.R.D., which was the extraterrestrial version of S.H.I.E.L.D. And Agent Brand was this chick with green hair, like a regular fucking chick, but she had green hair, and she was a badass, and she was kind of a bitch, and she was kind of frosty, and I kind of wanted to put it in her ass. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Easy, easy lemon squeezy and she was fantastic okay and uh i could see emma stone playing the character i could see it 
like snarky, kind of bitchy, but attractive. You know, you need a vixen. You need someone that needs to, because you can't have, when unattractive women are bitches in movies, they're just unattractive women being bitches. Nobody wants to share the applesauce. But when attractive women are bitches, you kind of want to still share the applesauce. You know what I mean? It's probably not very popular to have that kind of opinion in the hashtag me too era, but I'm just being honest. I'm just speaking from the spirit and it's on my spirit. So I'm sharing it, you know, spirit shine, turpentine, bad religion, gray matter. Let's see here. Oh, Daniel Radcliffe in Talks to Play Moon Knight. I think that's one of the reasons why ironically uh, Hawkeye got pushed back because Moon Knight's going to take its place. That's so fucking random. But I kind of like that. I like random casting choice. Like Daniel Radcliffe, that surprises the fuck out of me for Moon Knight. That might just work, you know? Like I'm in. Like why the fuck not? Uh, Let's see here. Season four of Young Justice will be called Phantoms. Okay, well, you really got to impress me because that last season was kind of, I don't know. Again, it's a cartoon. Who the, what, what am I talking about? I'm a grown-ass man looking at a bunch of action figures. I'm actually looking at Blink right now from Age of Apocalypse. If you don't know who she is, you Google, you know? And uh, what am I doing? You know, I'm a grown-ass man talking about, well, I didn't like this animated series season that much. Well, like, who the fuck am I? Everything I've talked about tonight, I'm excited about. Everything. Everything under the sun. Or two suns if we're on Tatooine. Everything. We're living in a great time. Just keep making shit. I'm fucking in. Take my money. I fucking love it. I fucking love it. And, uh, and I love you guys for listening. And for being on the show. Friends, family, all of you. You know? I love it. So email us at comicconspodcast.com. Uh... Follow me on Instagram at Comic Cons Podcast, anchor.fm slash Comic Cons Podcast, and Facebook, facebook.com slash Comic Cons Podcast. All of these platforms were available on Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, all of it, baby. We're there. We're everywhere. We're everywhere. Everywhere. And that's all I got. You know? Lots of rants, lots of rumors. But there's one thing out there that is true. It's just fiction. Thanks for listening. I'd like to begin with a fact. Whether in a small town like McAllen and the Rio Grande, or in Chicago, New York, or Los Angeles, it is business. Big business.